Welcome to Did You Know My Master? I teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And here's a co-host, Ricky Shetty. Thank you to our lovely co-host, Rianne Shetty. She's learning to be a podcaster. She does an incredible job with all of her introductions. And we're actually here in beautiful Buenos Aires, Argentina. We just arrived a couple of nights ago after taking a long bus ride from Cordoba, the second biggest city here to the capital. And we're loving Buenos Aires, such a vibrant, energetic city. Uh, you know, uh, things like uh, checking out the tango dancing live in the streets. Do you like that, Rianne? Yes, amazing. So if you're thinking about coming to Buenos Aires, highly recommend it. And we document all of our travels on our Daddy Blogger website. Make sure you check it out at daddyblogger.com, uh, where we're writing all about our Daddy Blogger world tour around uh, South America and beyond. And uh, we actually have a big summit coming up as well uh, in about a week. So make sure you check that one out. That's going to be at uh, digitalnomadmastery.com. Uh, so take a look there. And uh, during our travels, we actually love interviewing fellow world travelers and fellow family travelers as well. And on today's episode, we have Monique White, who's actually in the Netherlands, in Europe. And uh, through the power of technology, we're able to connect here. We're going to be interviewing her all about her travels and how she ended up in Holland and about her blog, her website called Unstoppable Journey. And that's what we're on as well, Unstoppable Journey. I love the website. And I think all of us are, to some degree, on unstoppable journeys through life, through our work, and through our travels. So, Monique, how are you doing over there in the, the beautiful Netherlands today? I'm doing well, thank you. Trying to stay warm. Awesome. Winter's coming. <laughs> <laughs> we're lucky. I'm actually from Vancouver, BC, Canada. Winter is uh, coming in Canada as well. But luckily, we're here in the, the Southern Hemisphere, so it's actually... I looked out the window just uh, when I woke up here, and it's beautiful blue skies, and we can pretty much walk around with t-shirt and shorts. So one of the advantages of being here in the Southern Hemisphere during the Northern, Northern Hemisphere's uh, winter. So uh, Monique, uh, you know, uh, why don't we get to know you a little bit better to start off with if you want to do a quick introduction and share a little bit more about yourself. Okay. Um, as you said, my name is Monique. Um, I am originally from the United States. California um, is where I was born. I have lived in Holland almost 19 years, um, had a personal and professional opportunity that has since expired, but I'm still here. I have daughters, she's featured on my blog and on my Facebook page, who I travel with. And... And so, did I lose you? Okay. Yeah, and uh, by the way, sorry about the Wi-Fi, everyone. Uh, we're actually here in a hotel. We're about to check out and head into an Airbnb, which probably has a lot better Wi-Fi. One of the struggles when you're traveling is uh, finding that stable, consistent Wi-Fi. So apologies if we have a little bit of interruptions here and there. So, Monique, uh, I'm interested in the whole origin story. So you've been in Holland uh, for 19 years. That's incredible. So tell us a little bit about the origin. You're based, uh, you're from the U.S., and then uh, you ended up moving there, not just for a few years, but now for almost a couple of decades. So tell us a little bit about the origin of how you ended up in Holland. Um, I, my ex-husband had a job opportunity, and we moved here, and we have been here ever since. And how is life in Holland? I mean, uh, obviously there was some adjustments in the beginning, but I'm sure you've adjusted to most of them. But tell us a little bit about how is life as an expat, as an American in in uh, the Netherlands? Um, it's not. It's pretty good. 
It's a good quality of life. Um, I live in The Hague, lots and around a very international community. So lots of lots of different cultures. So yeah, it's a it's been a really good quality of life. And uh, tell us about the visas. Like uh, you came there on a work visa, but uh, what kind of visa are you now? Nineteen years later, um, I have I have a residence permit, so I'm you know every five years I need to. You know. And uh, tell us about your kids. I mean, uh, they they pretty much known uh, only life in Europe. How has it been for them to uh, be born there, to grow up in school there, to have all their friends and family there? They don't really know America as you do. They don't, um, but we spend uh, we spend some time there, summers and sometimes Christmas, other holidays, and they are very much um, fans of the U.S. and can't wait to some point live there on, you know, live there themselves. But at, for the time being, obviously, they are still here in Europe. And uh, tell us about their schooling and education. Are they learning in uh, Dutch or in English? And uh, have they learned the language fluently? Tell us about the whole uh, language and cultural uh, bringing there. School. Their career has been in, in, at an international school but they get Dutch instruction and they I wouldn't they're not fluent but they speak it better than they are willing to admit and they understand it very well so there's some there is a little bit of integration <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's they, all, uh, almost easier for the kids sometimes because kids uh, adapt and they're very flexible and uh, fluid so they can uh, adapt to a new cultures very easily as we found out with our kids traveling around they just they fit right in whereas us adults we're struggling and frustrated with all the cultural differences so but they've been here like they were born here so they've been here all their lives so and like i said it's a very it's very much an expat community there are lots of international organizations here international companies so there's um, they are what has been described as third culture kids. So it's not, not quite American, not quite Dutch, kind of like the, the mix of everything in between. Yeah, more and more kids are part of that uh, group. Uh, they call it the TCK, the third culture kids. So I'm curious also about uh, some of the struggles and challenges. What are some of your difficult points about living in the Netherlands? <laughs> um, oh, for me, it's always been the weather. But uh, um, at this point, I wouldn't, I don't have too many. I've been here long enough that, you know, I know how to navigate whatever and get what I need. And I, I can't say that I have, all, I have too many struggles. It's definitely a good thing. And I'm sure coming from Los Angeles, where it's sunny and warm most of the year, it's probably a struggle to suffer through those uh, European winters. Yes. <laughs> yes. Rain and hailstorms the last last couple of days. So I'm like, oh no! But it is November. It is what you expect, right? <laughs> exactly. So you also have a website called Unstoppable Journey. Uh, tell us about when did you start that up, and uh, what are you writing about on there, Moni? Um, An Unstoppable Journey is like the third iteration of my blog. I started in maybe ten years ago. 
with a blog called Miss Wooden Shoes that was about my life in Holland. Um, but I did so much travel, and I still do, that I expanded it to make it more about things more than just Holland and changed the name to Mo Travels, a play kind of on my name, Monique. And then about a year and a half ago, I changed it from Mo Travels to An Unstoppable Journey. So I write about owning with my kids and I write about um, my races. Um, I, run, I run a lot. I do international destination races. So I write about those as well. I'm on a quest to run the world. So that's also a big focus. Wow, what a tagline, a quest to run around the world. So uh, tell us about some of your travels. So uh, you're based in uh, the Netherlands, and obviously uh, quite easy to travel around Europe. You have uh, all these different countries and cultures, about 20 or 30 of them within uh, you know, a few hours uh, flight or drive around from the Netherlands, very centrally located. So what parts of Europe have you traveled to uh, during your 20 years in uh, the Netherlands? Oh, lots. Um, France is a favorite, Spain, Italy. Um, not Germany as much, considering that it's, you know, the, the neighbor. But I have done some travels through Germany and Belgium, obviously. Um, have, it's easier to travel from here to Africa, so I've been to some African countries as well. So I've, I've gotten around a little bit. <laughs> and you mentioned the running, so tell us about some of those runs that you do. Which of the different runs are you doing around the world? Um, Right now, the quest is um, to do 50 races in 50 different countries by my 50th birthday. And I, I'll finish the year with 31. I just did my 31st in Jordan. And yeah, so I, and I've run on six continents. So maybe at some point I'll get Antarctica in there. But you know, considering how much I hate the cold, I'm, oh, that's a scary thought. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've done some, I've done the, I've done a half marathon on the Great Wall. I ran in Australia this past summer. So yeah, I'm trying to get around. <laughs> that, that is a phenomenal, uh, you know, 31 races already. And then I love the goal, uh, you know, that 50 uh, races in 50 countries. Uh, by the time you're 50, that's an incredible goal. Uh, it definitely propels you forward. So um, any any other highlights, uh, you know, doing these races, the 31 races, anything that stands out to you so far? Um, what is my favorite race? I really liked Morocco. Um, I really, the Great Wall was, was really interesting. Um, Obviously, you're running, you spend some time running on the wall, and that, that was really, that was probably one of my most memorable ones. So, yeah. And tell us about the community and how do you find out about these races? Like, uh, you know, if you're based in, uh, are you just looking up online? Are they Facebook groups? Are they forums, websites, blogs? Um, when I find out where I'm going, I look up, I just Google, you know, races in Jordan or and then, you know, see what comes up. I generally, yeah, trips are usually planned before the races, but sometimes it's the other way around. And what kind of uh, preparation do you need to do to do some of these races? Should be regular training for, uh, you know, just marathons. I haven't, 
I have done marathons, but I haven't done any. I had, it's been a couple years since my last one. And I just actually wrote on um, my Instagram page that I really don't have a marathon in me at the moment. But yeah, half marathons are still fine. <laughs> so if someone's watching or listening and wants to do more of these uh, races around the world, uh, any tips for them to get started? Yeah, do it. When you go... It's the race, you know, the races that are there and plan your trip around that. So, yeah, I definitely. And even if you don't want to do races, um, lots of cities now have running tours. And that's a good way to, to run and see a place. I think that's a lot of fun also. Awesome. Great tip there. So you're doing six continents in terms of the racing and the visiting. Uh, so uh, you mentioned uh, maybe a charity kind of future. But uh, what are some of the other major races you still want to go, you want to do? Uh, I want to do, I want to do Japan, which is Tokyo, actually, which is a marathon major, which is like there are six major marathons in the world in Tokyo, Berlin, London, New York, Chicago, and Boston. Um, so I've run in all the other countries. So Japan is really the one that I really want to do. So that's kind of top of my list. Um, so Antarctica, yeah, that's on my list. I think those are probably the two that I really would like to tick off and, and get done. I'm afraid I, to, I'm, I'm really afraid to admit Antarctica because, you know, but I've got to get that seventh continent in there, right? So. Yeah, like uh, in terms of traveling, I'm, I'm the same way as you, like uh, we've been to, uh, Six continents, uh, South America is a sixth continent, and we're so close, we're in Buenos Aires, and then Ushuaia, you know, the, the, the gateway to Antarctica is so close, but they don't allow kids on most of the cruises there, so I think we're gonna have to wait for that one, but I, I'm the same way as you, I'm like, okay, I've been to every continent in the world, except Antarctica, except Antarctica. <laughs> I hate saying the except, so looking forward to checking, checking that one off too. So uh, how about your kids, when you're racing, are they uh, usually uh, racing with you, or sometimes yes, sometimes no? No, um... I share custody, so oftentimes, most of the time when I'm racing, they're they're with their dad. So that makes it easier. It's been it's been a couple of years since they've come to a race with me. So <laughs> got it. Uh, so any tips about uh, family travel generally? I'm sure you take them on uh, some of your other big uh, trips around Europe and beyond. I take I take them on a lot of the trips with me. Um, different tips for different ages. They're teenagers now, so. It's really a lot more, they get a lot more input and they, you know, a lot more things that they want to see. I think before when they were younger, it was a little bit more like, okay, let's make this work with you and let's kind of <laughs> come along. But now they definitely have definitely definite ideas about what they want to see. Um, like I said, my older daughter is 16 and she thinks she's looking into university. So upcoming travel is going to be based on that. So, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward, uh, mostly, mostly looking forward to our kids having more opinion of what we do. Hopefully they're not too uh, pushy in terms of the pushback in terms of what we're doing. Right now, they pretty much go where we go and uh, they trust us with these decisions. But uh, yeah, as they get older, they'll probably have a lot more input. So Monique, I'm curious to know about the vision forward where 
at the you know the, the middle of November heading into 2018. What are your plans in terms of life, business, and travels in 2018 and beyond? 2018, I really would like to focus on monetizing my blog. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at sponsorships, pitching, doing some affiliate links. So, trying to see how that's going to work out. And always, you know, more races, getting the, you know, getting my my 50, getting to my 50. So more races and I lose you. You froze. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, definitely exciting times ahead. I definitely wish you the best in that major goal of yours to, uh, you know, uh, race in 50 countries uh, around the world and 50 races by the time you're 50. So, uh, Monique, to end off here, if people wanted to connect with you, follow you along on the Unstoppable Journey, maybe get some wisdom and insights into racing around the world, how can they reach out and connect with you on your website, social media, etc.? Yes. Um, my blog is www.anunstoppablejourney.com. Um, my Facebook is An Unstoppable Journey, and Instagram is An Unstoppable Journey, A Run Stoppable Journey. So I have two Instagram pages, which is so the A Run Stoppable Journey is more focused on my running. So. Awesome. Love it. Love the play on words. A Run Stoppable Journey. So I'll have those links below so people can follow along. Uh, so thanks, Monique, for your time today in uh, the Netherlands, and we'll catch up with you soon. All right. Enjoy the warm sunshine there. <laughs> we're going to go head out. Uh, we're going to go check into our Airbnb and then go enjoy beautiful Buenos Aires. And, uh, you know, everyone who's watching, make sure you uh, follow along on our journey. It's uh, daddyblogger.com. And make sure you follow on, along on Monique's journey as she runs around the world uh, and unstoppablejourney.com. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in to... Then did you know my math where I teach you how to make fun you want to have in the world? Bye-bye. Happy travels. Happy travels.